Hey, hey, everyone. I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of AB Trade Talk. We have a very special show tonight. You may have heard me say we've got a special show here and there, and we do. They're all shows are very special. But this one actually is really special. Why? Because we're not talking tech. We're talking food. What kind of food? We're talking barbecue. We're talking grill. We're talking smoke. We're talking drinks, cocktails, beverages, and all those fun things that go along with the grilling experience. We have absolutely no format tonight, but this is a kickoff of, uh, of a series of shows that we're going to do. Partly because we've all gotten a little hungry, uh, and we've all uh, we've all kind of uh, amassed some skills around the grill, around the kitchen, uh, and all things food. And I started noticing a bit of a trend. The AV industry is uh, well, we've we've become uh, very attached to our grills. We've become bakers. We're now bread makers. We're now uh, mixologists. Uh, we're now onophiles, and in some cases, we've become uh, Scotch aficionados. The meme that went around the world a million times was the literal handoff of red wine to uh, from coffee to red wine literally every day and I think that kind of was the inspiration for this show. Vegeta Yuji who's joining me tonight uh, she and I got talking about uh, food many years ago and found a, a common bond there and about two years ago I think the AV foodies hashtag was born so uh, that was kind of the genesis of this if you're following AV foodies thank you so much but continue to do so and uh, after the show give us some feedback let, you, let us know what you thought about it and if you like if you like the format or what you do differently more importantly if you got something you want to bring onto the show and share with the group do it. All right, let's kick back, relax, maybe put on some flip-flops, turn it down to Jimmy Buffett. We're going to be talking smoking, grilling, meats, and all things in between. This is AB Trade Talk. Thanks for joining us. So I've got tonight a great gathering of AB industry friends, if you will. Uh, we're going to kind of go around the room and do a quick introduction. You've got me. I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett of KMB Communications. To my left or right, or whatever direction in the Zoom window it is, Vegeta. Hi everybody, I'm Vegeta UG and I am a freelance AV marketing professional. I absolutely love audio and video, so those are my specialties. So just want to say hey, hi everybody and follow our AV foodies hashtag on Twitter and Facebook and sometimes on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Seek and you shall find. <laughs> All right, next All right. up. Next up, yep. Dave. Dave Pettigo, I am the Director of Residential Technologies with Oralex Acoustics. I am a professional eater and amateur griller. And next up, we got Jimmy. <laughs> hey, everybody. Yeah, so Jimmy Paschke, Director of Residential Sales over at Surgex. Uh, I can tell you that I have cooked way more. I have watched way more Netflix than I ever have in probably three years, just in the last two months. It's been great. <laughs> I think we all have <laughs> experts at all sorts of new things. <laughs> all right, Robert, say hello. Hello, all. Rob Keeler, uh, Senior Director of Sales, Sponsorships, and Partnerships at, uh, at Cedia. Um, we're definitely talking about a subject near and dear. In fact, uh, I use COVID to uh, sell a bunch of things on eBay and uh, re-equip my backyard kitchen with a pizza oven and a new smoker. So uh, timely conversation, to say the least. Excellent. And last but not least, hello. Hey, it's Claire Lee. Um, I'm the sales manager for the West at Bright Sign. And uh, when it comes to cooking, I'm actually a coronial where I just picked it up because of COVID-19. And, um, you know, the shelter in place, I figured what better to do since I can't eat out. I just started cooking, uh, bought myself a Traeger and started doing some smoking there as well as uh, some stovetop stuff as well. So, yeah. Awesome. A coronial. A coronial. I've actually, now yeah. I, I can have, I've actually, I, I saw the meme early on. I think it was maybe mid-March and there was a speculation and now I've heard it used in a sentence and on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> most excellent, most excellent. All right, well, we're going to get you talking about that Traeger, but um, we, we we really need to stop and, and take pause here and celebrate what's going on in Jimmy Paschke's backyard now. Uh, Jimmy, for those of you, uh, if you're just watching the audio, uh, just watching the audio, hmm, yeah, just watch the audio. You're just listening to the audio, then you're not seeing the video, and therefore you're not seeing where Jimmy has set up. He's got a giant green egg to his right. He's got a full setup there on the kitchen. He's got his mic set up. He's got his little canopy going on. He just flipped the lid, and oh my God, Jimmy, what you got going on in the grill? I just wanted to try to capture some sizzle, if I could. Hopefully you can hear it. It looks amazing. Barely coming through. <laughs> I heard some Maybe you can earlier. smell it since you can watch the audio. Maybe you can also smell the <laughs> aroma, Katie. I don't know. I that would that be some down. really cool stuff to look into, Rob Keeler. <laughs> get on that new trend. Although, Jimmy, I will say that I see something wrong with your grill in that you actually have vegetables on your grill. So yeah, uh, I, they, they were laying around. I figured I ought to. You know, I considered the jalapeno as a vegetable and I was going to stop there, but then I thought maybe somebody out there isn't into all this other stuff. <laughs> well, what is all that other stuff? What you, what you got going on on that giant Well, you know, actually with this whole COVID thing going on, it's kind of slim picking. So I, as typical Jimmy would do, um, Katie has a thing tonight and I'm like, shit, I got to go pick up some meat. So I go to the store and what's there? I got a couple of baby back ribs, maybe St. Louis ribs. There ain't much. There's the best impossible. What is that stuff called? That that almost burger. The impossible. Yeah, possible. Yes, that. Yeah. Yes, that stuff. Right. Um, and and so anyway, I I like to just just go around and see what looks good. And jalapenos look great. Squash or squash zucchini look pretty good. Uh, the baby back ribs were a star. And I love to drench a baked potato in bacon grease and then throw that sucker on for a few hours. Um, and so that's what that's what I'll be really getting oh, into no. later. You, wait, wait! You just said you drench a potato in bacon grease. Oh yeah. It, okay. Yep. Mm. I'm dying. Oh my god! Hi. Yeah, Katie I'm wants. Katie wants. I want so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see well, how it turns out. Well, good. Well, good. All right. So, um, so did you do a uh, dry rub? Did you do a marinade? Did you do a mop action? What's your What's your story there on that meat there? You know. North Carolina's got varieties. Uh, we're really known for pulled pork, and I was really hoping to have some pulled pork tonight uh, to show you guys a little bit of North Carolina. And that would have had dry rub on it, and it would have been shredded. That's how I do it. Eastern North Carolina style, sort of. No vinegar sauce, just dry rub. So Keeler has an amazing rub, and I think, Keeler, you should, sit, you should ser serve up your dry rub recipe, and I would love to share my recipe because that's really the only thing I have to offer. I am a hobbyist at heart. Somebody uh, provided a dry rub to me 10 or 11 years ago. I think his name is Wally Caps. He used to be an AV guy in Asheville, North Carolina. I'll never forget. It was the coolest thing out of our two-hour meeting was his dry rub recipe. Um, not because it was a boring meeting, but both of us were so passionate about barbecue. It was like, bam, we just connected. And, and that's the thing about barbecue. You know, like Keeler and I and a few others out there, our customers, they love to talk about this stuff and do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let the trash talking begin. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny not to get into Cedia too much, but I will for a second, which is that, you know, uh, the years that I was looking at the Cedia research and stuff, I mean, it, the common theme over and over and over and over again was is that you had your entertainment spaces, but the place that people gathered the most was the kitchen. Yep. I mean, just it's just where we go. Yeah. So there was a, uh, I think it was on NKBA thing 
that I sat in on. I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. Anyways, we'll just say that's what it was so I can move on. Um, and they were making reference to the kitchen being the hearth of the home. And, you know, you gather around the hearth and gather around the kitchen. And it, I just thought that was kind of a cool analogy, but especially, you know, outdoors and around the grill. And Rob, it looks like you just took us on a walk through your backyard to go pick out your grill. Maybe. Oh, you just took us because that's what it looked like. Oh, I know. I, well, that's it. Well, the funny thing is, is like you talked about, I'm, I'm actually, I'm hoping to, uh, before summer really gets going is to have my outdoor kitchen finished. I'm going to do a add on to a deck that I have. Our patio is our favorite room in that, in this house. And it's perfect for late spring, summer into fall, but it's, uh, I can't cook in here. So I gotta, it's, you know, I've got to set up my outdoor kitchen. So now that I've got all my new toys, uh, it's, uh, it's time to put things together. So, but yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave puts it, I mean, the outdoor space, you know, the stuff that we're seeing the research, it's, you know, outdoor TVs, outdoor audio, they just picked up some new speakers for outside. They're, they're completely weatherproof. They replaced some rocks that uh, were full of water, shall we say, you know, so, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so, see, uh, see so now yeah, I'm, we spend, we spend out time, more time outdoors now. I, I'm so conflicted because you started talking about your outdoor kitchen and all the new toys you have. And then you started talking about your new outdoor speakers. And I'm like, well, sh- sh- I, okay, I want to talk about the new toys and your barbecue and your pizza oven that I know you have, but now you just got a new outdoor speaker. So what'd you get? Let's talk tech for just a second. Um, actually, <laughs> actually, actually, I've got uh, um, some stealth acoustic stingrays. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So uh, cool. they're black. They're sitting in the, sitting in the shadows. So they blend in very nicely. Um, uh, you know, my, uh, daughter's, uh, enjoying the sun and, and listening to the speakers outside. And, and the other thing too, is I've got on the other side of the house, I've got some, uh, Bowers and Wilkins, uh, I think AM ones. I had some pre-production pieces that, uh, been around the block. So, uh, um, yeah, we, uh, we, we enjoy outside. We enjoy that's, outside. That's awesome. But we had to take a little slight detour and talk a little bit of tech because of course there, there's nothing, you, you gotta have your music outdoors by the grill, at least as far as I'm concerned, or the deck. Or the oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We got it. Well, so that's very cool. All right. So tell us about your new toys. I saw you did a post and I, that was one of the inspirations for actually doing the shows. I think it was the uni pizza oven. Is that one yes. of your new toys? All right. It that is, looks fascinating. It yeah. Talk about it. It is. So we, we typically will do pizza nights. And the thing is, is every, you can cook pizza in the oven. No big deal. If you're going to cook in the oven, you set it for 500, you put a little extra oil, a little bit of sugar so that it browns up nice. But if you've ever had Neapolitan style pizza, you know, they've got these 900 degree ovens, you know, the big things that you go into the super thin crust. Um, so, um, this company called Uni, it's O O N I. Um, they make a variety of wood fired and gas fired grills. I picked up a small gas fired for, you know, 12 inch pizzas. Um, there's a restaurant in Minneapolis called punch pizza. They make 12 inch pizzas all day long. Um, it's perfect personal size, you know, light crust. And, um, yeah, I think we've used it a dozen times since I've had it for a month now. Um, but uh, we, um, I have some friends that actually have real pizza ovens in their backyard, and uh, I can't get myself to building one. So, uh, you know, for as low as, what, 300 350 bucks, uh, a nice pizza oven that uh, I'm not going to say, I'm just going to flat out put it, legit works. I mean, hashtag uni pizza oven, because, uh, um, you know, these things actually, they are fun. They cook pizzas in like 90 seconds max um unless you put on too many ingredients like my wife does i'm trying to avoid looking her in the eye um but um uh, but yeah it's uh it's been fun we do our friday night pizza nights now we've got our neighbors want to you know want to make pizzas and uh you know the only thing is is i gotta pizza is something you gotta plan ahead you can't just do it like uh you know in, in an hour i'm gonna make a pizza i mean you can but it's not that great so we uh we plan ahead like three four days in advance and 
I make the dough uh, Tuesday or Wednesday night and Friday night we fire it up and, uh, you know, uh, break out the fresh veggies and fresh, uh, you know, fresh cheese and, and away we go. We have a great time. Now, have you tried to freeze your pizza dough? Yet. You know what? Um, I've frozen a couple pizza dough balls, but I have not unfrozen them and tried them out yet. So right. uh, we'll, we'll try that. Um, I know you can go to Trader Joe's and most grocery stores and get dough balls already. Um, I was looking at a wheat one today. A friend of mine, uh, well, you know, our friend uh, Ryan Donaher, you know, he's uh, and he's gluten-free stuff. So, uh, you know, he's got to look at it a little differently. But, you know, um, you know, again, wide, wide choices. So, um, but it's fun. It's uh you know, you can, it's portable. It can run on propane or uh, wood pellets. So uh, depending on which version you get. And, uh, um, like I said, if we're having a lot of fun with it. So, yeah. Oh, Robert, when do you expect to unfreeze your balls? Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I live, I live in Minnesota. I live in Minnesota. I don't expect that till 4th of July. <laughs> Sporadic sorry. thawing may happen. It's <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Uh, I will say, so I, I know I've got a bunch of friends who have an uni and there's not one person that I've heard who's had anything bad to say about it. They all think it's just amazing. Well, I heard one, one negative, which is that you can't do deep dish in it because the, the, the window's a little low, but uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I haven't, I haven't tried that yet. I did order a, a Detroit style pizza um, uh, pan, but uh, we'll see what transpires. So. Actually, Robert, that Detroit style pizza pan is going to work pretty well. I have a friend who uses it and makes that style in there oh, in the I same see. uni pizza oven. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, I want. I had it I, since I saw your post. I Googled it. And I had it open on a window on one of like, my third monitor for all of last week. And it's like, oh, just close it. <laughs> just, just quit. <laughs> you know what it's called. Go search again when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, if you use my link, if you use my link, there's 10% off. I, I see. Yeah, see. So they got mm, inside scoop right the there. Win. Yeah, Keeler for the win. You use a special yep. mini pizza oven code. Uh, code yeah, just, just go on my Facebook page and step on there. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome all right slinging over to you kaleo you uh you got a you got a traeger that was your yeah it yeah? was uh, you know i actually i've been leaning towards the big green egg for a long time i had a buddy who came over with some unbelievable um smoked meat and he was like you gotta get a traeger i was like uh and then um i was actually still against it until i went to costco and i found out that the traeger there had a uh a Wi-Fi module built in, which is amazing. I love <laughs> yeah. it. I set it like I'll set my stuff up um, first thing in the morning, especially when I'm doing ribs, and then I can actually track and manage the, um, the yeah. temperature settings. That's I can track awesome. the, um, the meat temperature setting is as well, and then have a little alarm that goes off. We got a timer. This thing's unbelievable. So yeah, it's you know, pretty awesome. You know, Kio Kaleo. So so I actually have one too. With and my favorite part is I'm an hour away from my house and I'm still keeping track of my cook. Yep. That's, that's the cool part. Yep. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I tell my wife that I got to stay home all the time. Like, so she's like, we should go shopping. He's like, I'm, I'm smoking some meat. I got to stay home. <laughs> oh, don't have her listen to this podcast. Yeah. Then. She's going to know. Uh, See, but here's the, here's the problem. Kaleo. Jimmy's the only one with Jimmy with the big green egg. He actually has to manage the, 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 uh, the charcoal and everything else. The, the joke I say is, I, now I've owned a Traeger for like 15 years, right? So I call it the men's easy bake oven. So, <laughs> wow. you know, I mean, it's so awesome. But, well, it, but it, the tech it makes is cool. Look like a pro. 
we mentioned, and, and to be honest, when we compete when we competed at, in Memphis and May, we used another company's version of a pellet grill. I mean, it's not a Traeger; it's a little higher end, a little better quality. But uh, um, yeah, it's uh, makes it easy peasy. Yeah. yeah. And yes, you did hear Rob say, "Oh, you're just casually when we competed in Memphis and May." Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, gonna... like all of us just do that. Yeah. Well, I competed in Red Lodge in July, and I put a burger on the grill. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I will say, um, I've got a propane smoker. And I can't, I can't leave it. I just, I mean, honestly, I've got to sit by it because if it gets breezy, the temperature goes down. It, it's, yeah, you know, I need to throw it in the garbage and get a Traeger for sure. Either that or a green egg. Um, but yeah, the, the, the propane smokers, I don't recommend, at least in, you know, moderate to relatively cold climates because it's just a pain to actually keep the temperature regulated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your, grease is your enemy in a propane smoker. Yep. Right? And and the wind and all, like you said. How, yep. how How's the weather outside, all that crap. But it's the same for this thing as well. I am so opposite from you guys, though. I am so low-tech. You can get stuff, gadgets for this thing that <laughs> make it like the Traeger Easy Bake Oven. But I, I'm i still like, uh, if I could get a straight-edge straight edge razor, I'd have a turntable, I'd read the newspaper Sunday, and I could take my time shaving. And then I, I'll stay the night out here and cook overnight. And my wife wonders what the hell I'm doing. I hear you loud and clear on that. I got to watch this grill. You know, it's, it's old school, but it is interesting to see some of the technology that's come along for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for our wedding, we, uh, so we got married here in Red Lodge before we lived here. It was an outdoor thing at my brother's house. And so we had a couple of his friends did uh, and probably enough food for, I probably five or 600 guests of which we had maybe 75 grossly over ordered. But that was, there was a little bit of intent in that because these two guys, when they hook up on the grill and the smokers, they just produce magic and they've, they've been outfitters in that in the past. So they're used to feeding the masses and boy, did they, I think we had a, we had chicken, we had tri-tip, we had brisket and we had something else. I don't remember what else it was. And then the beans and the corn and everything on the side. And the next day we just kind of did it all over again. But the yeah. guys, they 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 stayed up all night, and they had their cots out next to the next to the smokers, and it was funny. It's like we, we went and kissed them goodnight, basically at you know midnight or whatever the night before, and they had just you know they'd been going for a few hours, and we got up you know six seven o'clock in the morning, went out. We saw the little smokestacks coming up behind the the barn and went around, and they were still you know they're in their their man PJs, and you know but we had gotten their, these custom chef hats just for the occasion, so they've got these cool custom chef hats, but they're in like their man PJs doing the doing oh, the smoker cool. check. It was so it was so cool. Yeah, yeah. And- and let me ask you a question, Katie uh, and Vegeta, the ladies here, because I know the men are going to say, yes, it is true. Is there a better smell in the world than uh, smoked, like a smoker going? Uh, yeah, no. Like, I, I mean, you, so. it's, oh. It's the best oh, smell. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I live. Especially with the different wood chips that people pick. Oh, oh. God. Well, yeah. I, and I live and like even a, the food. Even the yes. food, Dave. I, I cooked this. I cooked this um, leg of lamb, yeah. And I, I cook it on the barbecue on the smoker all the time. And then one time it was winter. I'm like, I felt like I wanted it, so I picked up some lamb. I put it in the oven in the in the, in the winter time, and we <laughs> ate it. And all my kids, my two kids, and my wife all said basically the same time, "What is this crap? Don't yep. do it in the oven ever yep. again." Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's, I, I will say, it's amazing. It's, it's so good. You know, there's a reason why I'm fat, and that's because food is amazing. And I put smoked food right up at the top of it. It brought our neighborhood together, actually. It was, uh, my, my neighbor originally did the Mr. Wilson thing. He couldn't handle it anymore. Because, What's going on? <laughs> Come try some ribs. He did, and the next thing you know, he's like, Yo, I was just telling Ben, the next door neighbor, to him. He's like, he wants to try some. So then we started making cookouts and we have a bunch of barbecues already. So yeah, it's it's what butter neighborhood. See, that is, that is super cool. Super cool. Little COVID sidebar on same similar stories. Lisa Montgomery, many of you guys know, she's on Team KMB now. She's in Michigan. And she was like, you know, she lives in a pretty small town like we do. And she's like, you know, but it's not like you really know your neighbors or, you know, or your neighbor, neighbor, neighbors, you know, down the street. You just you know, kind of like smile and wave and do that sort of thing. So as the weather started to get better and they were still, uh, they still are, but still in lockdown. And she said there was just one just gorgeous Saturday. And it was like the, the first warm day of the year. And she said there was like a bonfire in everyone's backyard or in the front yard. And so it just sort of became this ro- roaming block party. But just, you know, people would like go from one, one bonfire to the next to the next. She said she was meeting people that she's actually never actually met before that are neighbors and, and like, you know, resolving, you know, resolving things. And it was just like, that is so cool. You know, it's like, so little silver linings, I think, you know, um, yeah, for sure. here, you know, everybody and everybody knows your business. So it's, <laughs> we wander from house to house anyways, but you know, <laughs> well, when, you, when you live in a place where there's four people per square mile, that's kind <laughs> yeah. of happens. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you see people used to make fun of me. Not anymore. Now you want this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, we invented social distancing. That's, that's, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, get, get back off that subject. All right. So, so back guys, to food. Yes. Quick, this bacon has Aww. been cooking for almost two hours <gasps> over jalapenos. Like, it's amazing. What kind of bacon is it, Jay? It's just hickory smoked applewood bacon, and it's got uh, maple syrup. Yep. Uh, put it, wrapped it around some jalapenos, so it's got just a little bit of that little spice to it, salt and pepper. Really good. Oh, I like bacon. So, so uh, something for a Sunday breakfast or Saturday breakfast is get some thick-cut bacon, put it on your smoker, your grill, um, rubs, uh, put some maple syrup on it and then sprinkle some brown sugar on it and let it go. Mm. And I'm going to tell you right now, that thing's like crack. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've heard it called like candy bacon. Yep. 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 Exactly. So good. So good. In a pinch. I, the, uh, I've got this maple syrup. It's bourbon, bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. It's really, really tasty. Run amok. If you're into that, check it out. It's really amazing. Anyways, I take that and I drizzle it on the bacon. Bake to bake the bacon a little bit and then drizzle it on and then finish it with. <gasps> yeah, it's delish. It's delish. But we're not talking about that. We're not talking about you know, it. you know, I realize, Katie, when we're when you're done with those rounds, you, I mean, you're going to have a, a cookbook to end all cookbooks. I know, and it's funny you say that because I that is Vegeta and I were contemplating whether we whether we do that, and I think you know, I think we should kick that off, right? You know, if you're willing to share mm-hmm. your recipe, share your recipe and we will in some way compile because that would be really, 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 really cool. I mean, you could, you could, we could, we could publish it on Shutterfly. Everybody puts oh, yeah. in this recipe and takes a photo of the finished <laughs> product and order it up, you know, there you go. period. That's yeah. Yeah. All right. So if you're listening in and you're so inclined, uh, be ready to share your recipe. If you've got one you want to share and you want to come on a show, just reach out, yes. shout out. And, uh, and so it shall be done and, uh, and cookbook coming. I don't know what we just signed up for, but it sounds fabulous. There you go. Yeah. So, all right. I gotta, I, I gotta dig in here. I gotta dig in. All right. So you guys all, you, we've got, we've got recipes coming. We've, so Dave, kick us off. 
kick us off. Tell us uh, what's your, what's, uh, what recipe you bring to the table tonight. Okay, so it, it's going to be a little bit of a cheat because I don't normally cook it on a grill, but I will start with where it came from. Always been grilling meat, uh, and I love steak. For me, um, the tenderness of steak is the most important thing, so I love filet. So, um, actually, years ago, I wrote a blog on the Internet of Things Taste Delicious because the, uh, the first um, uh, Bluetooth sensor had come out, the eye grill, so that you could, you could measure the temperature of the meat. But I still always kind of either overcooked it or undercooked it. So, I got turned on to sous vide. So, uh, I sous vide my filets. And so, I'll set it at about 132 degrees and I'll, I'll cook it for two hours or so, two hours, two and a half hours. You don't want to do much more than that. Uh, it, I'm uh, putting it in a bag, a Ziploc, uh, air sealing it with uh, butter, garlic, uh, rosemary. And the most important thing, Montreal steak seasoning. And so I actually take the Montreal steak seasoning and I, I put olive oil on on both sides and I, I literally push the... Montreal steak seasoning into the steak on both sides so that it's embedded. <clears throat> sous vide it for two hours, take it out, and I use a cast iron pan. Now, you could do this on a grill. Uh, I've done it out on a grill before. Uh, it's probably better on a grill because it's super smoky. I'm going to get the, the iron, and it has to be cast iron. I'm going to get it to about 500 degrees, and I'm just going to lightly coat the pan with... Um, some olive oil just so that um, the steak doesn't stick. I'm going to, I take the steaks after the two hours. I sear it for just a minute, uh, maybe a few seconds more, depending on the thickness. And then when I turn it over, I take literally about three quarters of a stick of butter because I'm usually <laughs> doing four or five steaks at a time. And I put the butter in there and I just take the butter and I'm spooning it over the top of, um, of the steaks and then take them off, let it rest. And because it's sous vide, the temperature, you know, when you look at the steak, you will only see like the, the brown marks just on the top and the bottom. And it's a perfectly consistent uh, cook all the way through. And now my daughters, sorry, are the most critical person <laughs> of me. Like I always said, I'm my worst critic. No, I've got two college age girls. They're my worst critic. And they will say that it's better than any restaurant steak they've ever had. And I, it, I'm not trying to brag. It's not me. It's the technology. But sweet baby Jesus, it <laughs> is the greatest steak. It's just Montreal steak seasoning, a sous vide that costs you 149 bucks, and a Ziploc bag, and you can't mess it up. It's oh. so good. It's so so good. A little asparagus. Awesome. Do a little asparagus and uh, a baked potato to go along with it in your, your money. Damn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so One word. Damn. <laughs> 23 A's. <laughs> I have friends who swear by the CV stuff. Like that's. Oh, amazing. it's insane because you'll never over or undercook your meat again, ever. That's awesome. That's awesome. Damn. All right. Okay. So that's, that's, Kicking us off with the kick-ass recipe. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, yeah. Dave. <laughs> All right. So, Jimmy, what? Uh, I know you talked us through your grill just a little bit there, but uh, what recipe are you sharing with us today? 
I'm going to share after all this, I'll send you my dry rub recipe. As far as food goes, I wing it. Uh, I wing the seasonings. Usually if it's not my dry rub, I'm usually, I've been uh, focused mostly on trying not to overdo it with seasonings, just salt, pepper, and maybe something with just a little kick. And today's kick is cumin, yeah. which, you know, sounds pretty good. Smells pretty good. So why not? Yeah. Um, but uh, the dry rub recipe, I'll, I'll make sure I email that out. And the only thing I've changed in 11 years to the recipe I was originally handed was I added brown sugar instead of just white sugar. So Keeler's spot on on that. Brown sugar is better on anything in a barbecue. Um, and then uh, ground up coffee grinds. So, uh, you know, something you just go to the store, buy, add it to your uh, mix. And I just love the, the flavor that adds. And about a year ago, I started adding a little bit of cumin just because it, it's so unique. So that's, I'll, I'll share it with you, though. It's, a, it's basic stuff and, uh, and then those few little tweaks. And I think it works great on poultry and pork for sure. And Keeler, I think, does a great job on beef with his rub and, and all the other. But I don't do beef that well. So. <laughs> you know, everyone's got their specialty. Good things happen when you stay in your lane. So, there you go. Awesome. Hey, I'm going to take a quick pause here and introduce. We had a we had a, a late uh, a late arrival, but uh, uh, that's right. He had a hall pass. We knew he was coming in late, and that's quite all right. But now we're gonna we're gonna put our, our food talk on hold and say, hey, hi, Dan O'Donnell. How are you, sir? Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Sorry I was late. I I didn't know what to expect. I I uh, ventured to our very first parade birthday party. So I I when I when I got the invite, it said from six forty five to seven. But I didn't realize that was the lineup time, and then and then the uh, the procession. So sorry for being late, but a lot of a lot of friends on here. Look, yeah. look at yeah. Jimmy with the green egg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Dan, how you doing, buddy? What's up, man? <laughs> so to see everybody. You you haven't missed. I mean, you've missed a lot, and um, but congratulations because you will be the uh, the first and top viewer of this AV Trade Talk uh, episode when it goes live. Because now you're gonna have to go back and listen. To what you just missed but uh because it was will. really good uh did you hear about dave's sous vide place oh listen you know <gasps> i thought we were talking about barbecue i didn't know it was going to take it to the next level with the sous vide oh, but I'm, know. I'm excited i'm excited <laughs> that, I'm, that'll be the first thing i go back and watch because <laughs> you know, I, I see him using an iron chef like this is it's funny you know all my friends here would know what this is but when i put this on in some of the meetings they're like uh what is that you know, is that like blood sport? I'm like, yeah, this, blood is, sport. <laughs> this, this is, this is Iron Chef, baby. And, um, the you know, it's, I got, I, I got to, I got to share this story, Dan. You'll, you'll totally appreciate this. So in college, there's four of us. I'm the only one that's not a chef. One of them cooked for Ronald Reagan, not once, but twice. Another cooked wow. a birthday meal for Julia Child, a birthday meal. And then the third individual was the executive chef for the Culinary Institute in Napa Valley. I'm like, I'm wow. a poor schlub that's actually trying to get an engineering degree. <laughs> but those are good friends. Where'd you go to school in France? <laughs> no, San Diego State. <laughs> San Diego. Nice. Uh, San Diego. Oh, it's a good place. It's a good place. All right. So um, let's see. We're going to shift back in and get back, get back into recipes. Kaleo, are you ready to... Uh, you ready to share what you got? Yeah, it's not much. Most of my stuff is uh, pretty much like I kind of wing it, um, like Jimmy does. Um, I mean, so the, the the smoking stuff, pretty much, it's it's pretty basic, but it's amazing um, if you can get into it. 
you just got to change your mindset, like uh, reverse searing your ribeye. You're not going to sear it first to lock it in. You basically, the heat's even, so you're not worrying about it, about the moisture running away, and then you just crank it up to 500 and sear it at the end. My recipe, though, that I've got it pretty locked down, though, has nothing to do with my uh, smoker, even though it's amazing. It's actually kimchi fried rice. That's been my go-to as long as I got everything <laughs> I got I need for it. Um, I basically just, uh, cut up a bunch of bacon to the size that I like. Um, it's about a, maybe a three quarters of an inch by an inch and then pop that bad, you know, kind of brown a little bit. Um, I throw in uh, rice to soak up all that good cholesterol. It tastes delicious as it soaks up in the rice. Um, now the, the part that I get mixed reviews on is how much garlic you actually use. I love garlic. I was raised on garlic. So I put about a good, like three for like I so I'm I'm doing basically a, a 12 inch pan, fill it up with rice, bacon, and I do about you know a heaping uh, what is that a tablespoon? Um, no, not even a tablespoon. I'd say it's about three tablespoons of garlic. So that's where it kind of varies. But yeah, <laughs> what, is it one tablespoon? Is it three? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> I, I put a I put a lot in there. I got a good friend of mine who uh, grew up up here, not necessarily in Hawaii, because Hawaii we love garlic. Um, and he was like, oh, my God, the garlic is strong. So I was like, well, I mean, I'll reduce it by like a third next time. But it's, yeah. Um, and then uh, green onions, if you got it. So a lot of this is like if you got it. But basically, that's all it takes. You kind of brown it up a little bit, let that oil soak up. When you got the right consistency, basically, it's not too moist. It's kind of the rice starts to separate a little bit. That's when you throw in your uh, kimchi, the amount that you want, mix it up, and it's amazing. Um, I like to um, kind of cook that kimchi a little bit more to kind of make the um uh the 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 leaves a little softer um rather than that crunchy crisp kimchi cold taste you make it a little softer a little bit almost like a spinach kind of a consistency uh it's amazing that's my favorite thing to do breakfast lunch or dinner so okay that's awesome so, so we're coming out of the gate real strong here and vegeta i think you and i are we're, we're well, I was going to say we're hosts, but actually we're not. We're going to look like rock stars here because, you know, we're just going to talk a little barbecue. Yeah, sous vide. We got kimchi fried oh rice gosh. going on with our. Yeah. So yeah I is... didn't know that was the recipe you're going to share. because I thought you were going to share like the, por- the pork bulgogi that I saw oh, yeah, on yeah. Twitter. The, the pork bulgogi was actually awesome, too. The only problem is I'm, 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 I'm testing out different ratios. So I, okay. I challenge um, is not where I want it. The, the home cooked recipe. So really, there is no real recipe. You just buy, you basically get um, a ribeye. You freeze it for 30 minutes um, just, just to kind of harden it up a little bit. And you just slice it a good like quarter inch um, thick. So you get yeah, that thinness. That's the reason why you're freezing it. Um, and then uh, you put on, right now, my go-to that the family loves, which I'm kind of bummed because I want to do it from scratch. But the family loves just using um, Palm's uh, Hawaiian barbecue sauce. And that's been the winner so far. Let it, um, it's so, it's such a strong sauce. You only need to marinate it for like maybe an hour to two hours and then it's perfect. But yeah, I'm trying to come up with my own that beats that. But as of right now, that's what everybody's been loving. And then we got a little, uh, uh, Korean style barbecue that we put on the um, back patio and then let everybody cook their own food. If everybody cook their own food, they still make me cook it. So (laughs) (laughs) it sounds, it almost sounded magical there, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the reality on that probably didn't quite match up to the uh, the fantasy. Sorry about that. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. So uh, let's see. Let's see. We haven't done, we haven't done drinks yet. We're going to have to do another lap around the room. Dave, I'm watching the clock. So we're going to, I'll give, let's get Keeler teed up. Here oh, we're this. fine. You're good. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. Good deal. All right. So Mr. Keeler, uh, I have done the barbecue circuit. I'm done that. Uh, well, okay. I'll leave, I'll leave that alone. I'm, I, my apologies to the dog. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you guys three, three recipes. Okay. Um, so first off, let's start off with drinks. I mean, my one of my go-tos. I'm a I'm a big rum guy. So let's start off with um, a painkiller. Two ounces of rum, dark rum, high proof, not this forty percent stuff. You gotta you gotta give it a little little oomph. Um, four ounces pineapple juice, an ounce of cream of coconut, an ounce of orange juice, and you gotta garnish it with the nutmeg. If you don't have the nutmeg, it's not a painkiller. It's just a fruit punch. All right. So. <laughs> You know, so, so while you're drinking, um, so I'm going to serve up a, a, my, my main dish is going to be something that we all like, burgers, right? So story behind it is we're in D.C. years ago with the family, one of the best vacations we've ever had. And we go to the place called Good Stuff Eatery. Um, Spike Mendelson used to play, I uh, used to compete on Top Chef. So, you know, that's when, you know, the joke of the Keeler family is Rob can play on MasterChef, but could he get on MasterChef? That's, that's, the, that's the key, right? So, so we go into Spike's restaurant, the Good Stuff Eatery, and we come across this burger called the Obama Burger. And this, I mean, this goes back years ago. You know, say what you want about politics, but it's um, it's phenomenal burger. Basically, in fact, I'm cooking it up for tonight. I thought we'd be live, but uh, you know, whatever. So uh, um, we're cooking up uh, the Obama Burger, and and basically, it's uh, it's a uh, uh, Wagyu beef, but you can, you know, use any, any ground beef that you want. Um, probably, uh, uh, top sirloin or, you know, sirloin, um, is probably the best. And there's a couple components to it. You have a horseradish mayo where it's two cups of mayonnaise, four ounces of horseradish and a tablespoon of cayenne pepper. So there's your, there's your, uh, aioli, right? Um, and then I do a, um, uh, I guess it would be a pickled uh, red onion. Take take uh, one or two red onions, and you do, uh, um, let's say, a cup of uh, red wine vinegar, a cup of sugar, and you cook that down to about a fifty percent reduction as you're as you're cooking the onions in there. And then you take that off, take it off the heat, put it in the uh, fridge for a while, and then um, um, one of the couple keys. Um, so you're uh, you're cooking your burgers. Um, towards the end, you're going to put some, uh, thick cut bacon on it. Um, ideally you're kind of, you know, if you're doing a flat top, you're not maybe using the grill, you put the bacon in first and then you let the burger, burger cook in the, uh, in the bacon grease. And then, um, but I use, I use my Traeger to smoke it for, for an hour. So, you know, my burgers take, typically take a lot longer than others. And then, uh, um, so just before it comes off, the, the bacon goes on top and then I put, um, a large, uh, large bit of, uh, blue cheese. So you got your burger, your bacon, your blue cheese. Then you take your buns, put a, um, um, brush some melted butter on it, stick it under the broiler for a few seconds. And it's just a few seconds. Cause if you go too long, you, you're going to destroy your buns. Right. So, um, take buns. it out. Yeah. I don't want to destroy it. No. You know, un- un- too much un- sun un- on those balls. buns. It's bad. Yeah. Un- un- unfreeze the balls and, uh, and don't, <laughs> and uh, don't burn buns. Yeah. <laughs> two, two PSAs from Keeler on tonight's show. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, um, and then as they come off, um, you start assembling, um, you know, you put the, uh, 
uh, the mayonnaise on. You put the burger with the with the uh, bacon and the blue cheese on there. You put the top on. Now here's the trick. You need to find like those 12 inch um, wrappers and just literally wrap your burger up tight, like you would get from um, In and Out Burger or something like that, and let it sit for a minute or two. And the reason being is you got to let those juices soak into that bun. So uh, um, that's a, that's definitely a go-to. We get a lot of a lot of comments for uh, serving that up. Um, turns out really good. And then now I'm going to give you dessert. So there's always there's always room for dessert. And I'm going to give you Fireball Pineapple. So Fireball Pineapple, just find yourself a pineapple, um, core it, and take off the off the off the off the rind off the outside, and then soak it in like cup of fireball for a day half day whatever just let it soak and then when you're ready to put it on roll it in some brown sugar and white sugar mostly brown sugar and then put it on the grill for i don't know maybe an hour and uh um, then slice it up and you got some really really good um, pineapple um so yeah so there's there's three three recipes for you i'm cooking two of them doing two of them tonight to drink in the obama burgers um and uh yeah, we have a we have a lot of fun. Like, uh, I don't stray too much from recipes, um, like I said, because if uh, you go too far, like when you're competing, it you know you, you can't keep track of what you're doing. So it's minor changes at a time. Um, you know, you can do the same recipe year after year and get seventh, eighth, ninth, and then all of a sudden one year you get you win. So you know it's uh, um, you got to be careful straying. So in that regard, but uh, anyway, so. We have fun with it. I'm during summertime. I live in Minnesota. When the weather's nice, I'm very rarely inside. I hate being inside. So, what do you do? Find as find as many meals as you can to cook outside. It's that whole you know why be indoors when you get outdoors, and you know that's that's why we yeah. actually will be grilling. And I know you do the same thing. And in the middle of winter, with two feet of snow surrounding the barbecue, and it might even be minus ten plus, but. If it's sunny out, it you can be out there in a t-shirt and just enjoying it and, you know, not indoors. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something magical about that. Now, I'm telling these stories and relating it as well. I'm the one that's actually out there doing it and I'm not. So let's just be real about that. I'm just directing the food in that general direction and John takes over. So. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That pineapple. That pineapple. It yeah. does for sure. I, yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's a hit. There's a couple things that I've developed. I also do a a deconstructed um, um, strawberry shortcake where I uh, smoke the cream before I turn it into a whipped cream. Um, and I do the same thing with a um, strawberry puree. I smoke that for a couple hours. And, um, but you know, between that and I love summertime. I'm like uh, 4th of July, I serve up the McRob, not a McRib, the McRob. You know, you take, you take that big old, you know, the three pack of ribs from Costco and you cook them so that you slide those bones right out. And you get a big baguette and some coleslaw and some pickles and Carolina sauce or some or some barbecue sauce. Oh my God! Gone in seconds is the is the uh, should be the name of the second sandwich. Dave just uh, Dave just buried his head in his hands. Just uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I, I witnessed a grown man cry. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna pick you up, Dave, and we're gonna drive to Robert's house. Hey, I'm going to make you all cry, though, for a second, because uh, I'm going to share my screen for just a second so you can see. Mm. Tell me when you can see it. That's what a sous vide uh, steak looks yes. like. Oh, oh yes. my. Yes. Perfect. Oh. Yeah. Look and, and look, I am, I am like a monkey when it comes to actually <laughs> cooking. You can ask my girls. I can make two things. I can make meat and I can make pancakes. So that's it. I'm, 
telling you, anybody can do it. Anyone. Well, it's it's taken you to, to, to many places for your life. It, it, so, has. You know? <laughs> it has, for sure. Yeah, you don't have to apologize. It's good. Meet your <laughs> case. All good. Maybe not together. I, I, don't know. I don't know. We may have to do a second show just on sous vide because uh-huh. you're the oh, second yeah. person to mention it. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's cheap. And we're going to need a demo. Bucks. We need a demo, Dave. Like, yeah. You can't, yeah. Oh. you can't just tease us. You have to teach us. You know, you <laughs> oh. are the teacher of the family. Oh, trust me, I'm all for it. Here's the thing is that I cook my sous vide steak in a five-gallon paint bucket. So you know, how how high <laughs> class is that? Keeping so it classy. It is, it is, it is at Lowe's least a Washington or... Capitol Stanley Cup champion. It's a Homer bucket. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with Jimmy. Is it from Lowe's, Home Depot? You know, no, it's not a toy. Uh, well, yeah, it could be that, but no, it's my Stanley Washington Capital Stanley Cup champions Home Depot bucket. Oh, the actual sous vide piece is just like a wand, right? That you stick it's it just in a there. wand. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling yeah. you, all you're doing is you're taking your your meat or your eggs or whatever you do, and you're just giving it a bath, and you can't yep. you're regulating overcook the heat. it. Yep, it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I, I'm telling you, like, uh, life changing. Whatever I am in AV, I'm the antithesis when it comes to cooking. That's how easy it is. <laughs> best, best, best chicken I ever had was sous vide at a restaurant in Vegas, and they they sous vide it and then they slightly put it in oil on the skin side down. Oh my god, yeah. it was easily the best I've ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think you it's you great. need that combo of of sous vide plus crisp or yeah. bark. Yeah. Right? Well, that's yeah. Perfect. So that's so that's why I like on the when I get my meat, that's why I'm pressing the um, Montreal steak seasoning in there, and then I'm searing it at like 500 degrees because it creates a bark. And so, like, if you look at that picture, you'd see a nice even bark on the top. Oh, oh! There <laughs> comes the tears again. <laughs> it looked like perfection. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. will tell you. So you're asking for drinks. So. Uh, uh, I'm not a huge drinker, but one of my favorites uh, is from my roots out in the Baltimore area, which is an oyster shooter, which is, if you don't like seafood, it's going to sound nasty, but it is amazing, which is, um, so you take an oyster, you put it in a glass, you take about half a can of beer, you put that in there with cocktail sauce, down it. Amazing. If you want to go to the next level, Instead of that, you use absolute papar vodka, and you you replace the beer with vodka. And the thing is, is that you're drinking and eating at the same time, so you can just go all night long. It's great. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> one of the best oyster, one of the best oyster shooters I've ever had. Actually, it was a quail a quail egg shooter um, with with an oyster at uh, Ango Thai in Orange County. That restaurant. Uh, oh. My gosh, that was awesome. That sounds right up my alley. I love eggs <laughs> and I love oysters. Ooh. See, again, I didn't, I didn't really expect it would be talking about oysters. On, on well, you know, you know what, though, Katie, is, is that uh, you can have another one of these on just what the best restaurants are. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, man. that are, and that are still open. Let's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that could change. Those vendors, guys, to uh, yeah. watch, you know, saying too much because you know that money goes so far you know what i'm saying right yeah right right exactly Exactly. i know five-star michelin restaurant yep (laughs) i i have easily my uh my favorite restaurant in the world and it's like it's that and then there's everything else 
yeah. but I'm not going to say it because you won't have me on your uh, podcast next time because I'll have already given it away. Oh, that's right. Fine. It's Rangoon, Ruby, and Palo Alto. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we really had to twist his arm to get that information out of him. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're going to work on his on his bomb pricing. Okay, so uh, Dan, um, what you got? What you got? <laughs> you know, I I it, whatever you guys want to talk about. Me, yeah. I've been I've been cooking since I'm like I don't know, 15 years old. So I got I, so many I, years in the kitchen. But uh, you got mad skills on the grills. So yeah, that black what? top I, that you keep showing us. Yeah, I, lo I love that blackstone. You know, it's funny because the blackstone. Oh. Blackstone, the, okay. The blackstone griddle, man. That's like you know, living in the Northeast, unless you spend a lot of money on a grill and always clean it right away and cover it and and do all the things you're supposed to do. And me, I'm either always late, you know, got three kids, the house is always nuts, you know, working a you know, you know, twelve, fifteen hours a day. So it's it's always mayhem here. But um, you know, I've had, you know, the smoker, which is amazing. All my buddies are like, you got to get the Traeger. You got to get the Traeger. And uh, I had like a charbroil char uh, smoker. And then I had a regular grill. And then about three and a half years ago, I saw a movie called What the Hell? And it ruined me because I went half vegan. Well, I actually went deep dive. I did it like that summer. And then at that time, I was ready for a new grill. And I was like, I was so sold on a Napoleon. I you know, at that time, I called some of my Cedia buddies with some buying groups and, you know, found a way, found <laughs> a way to get a deal. <laughs> Which found buying a way group to get has a deal. access to what I want. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, like, I remember going to, I think it was the Nationwide show, and, like, I let everyone hang out in the booth. I'm like, yeah, I'll be right back. I got to go make a call. And I was hanging out by Napoleon, you know, and, and checking out all those things. So I was like, I had, I was so set on it. And then I see what the health, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a break from meat but I need a new grill. So what do I get? And then I started researching griddles and that summer the griddles, and they're not expensive. They're, you know, compared to what you pay for a top of the line grill. Um, you know, they're anywhere between three and $500. And then you can get like, I got on mine, the hibachi uh, setup where the whole thing flips up on the sides and you have the hibachi table that goes around it, which is pretty cool. But I got it with the, with the thought that, Hey, I'm going to be eating veggie burgers. I'm going to get rid of meat this and that. And it didn't happen. You know, it happened for a little while. And then everybody else in the house was like, all right, bring the protein back. You know, this, th this is the food that our food eats. So, um, so it was cool. Like, you know, we, we got that and, um, the, the Blackstone's amazing. So it's like, just like when, you know, we go out with customers or friends and, and you go out and have hibachi because it's definitely not a five-star Michelin, right, Jimmy? We don't get in trouble for that. It's, it's not going to, it's not going to raise any red flags. So, so, uh, you know, same thing, like, you know, you get it really hot, you got to season it. So just like if anybody's ever seasoned a cast iron pan, um, I, I have them, you know, and, and they're pretty easy to do, but you, you basically oil high flame, you know, uh, wait for it to, uh, to burn off oil again. And then after that, the nonstick is crazy. So like when I have, you know, fish skin side down on the grill and, um, you know, either shooting it live on Twitter or, or Instagram, I'll actually just take the, um, the spatula and just right underneath the fish. Nothing sticks to it, which is great. And um, I, I actually made, uh, you know, so I'll give you a recipe. One of them is, is just any kind of fish. 
you need a black stone. And if you don't have a black stone, just take a cast iron griddle pan. And uh, I call it, um, what, what was I calling this the other day? Brooklyn cod, because I took everything bagel seasoning and I took the everything bagel seasoning and I took the fish and I just coated both sides in it. And I'll, I'll share, let's see if I can share the right screen. So check it out. You had me at everything. <laughs> yeah. I was going to like bagel. <laughs> oh, oh, snap. Oh, my God. Amazing, amazing crust uh, that's on there, which is pretty cool. And then um, let's see. I pop out of that one. Here's a video of it. Uh, oh, comes up. oh, that so, looks and, way nicer than anything I've ever made. Wow. Oh, come on. It's not it's no sous vide, Dave. Trader Joe's makes a great uh, uh, bagel seasoning, all in one. Yeah, yes, one, one. you are right. Yeah. I have yeah. that. Tra Trader Joe's is good. And uh, this one I got at Costco. Um, but it's the cool thing is, is like the food cooks so fast. And like people complain all the time. Like even if you were to make chicken, a lot of times chicken is tough. It's not juicy. I basically, you know, for my family, I'll take three large chicken breasts. I'll cut them into like, uh, you know, one inch strips. I'll leave the thickness. I won't fillet it. I'll just leave it whole one inch strips. I'll put a little like uh, Italian marinade on it that I get from Wegmans, which is basically take like your, your favorite Italian uh, salad dressing. Just put that on there and then take it, you know, thick side down on the grill, three and a half minutes and then flip it again another three and a half minutes. And then I take it off and, you know, just like you do with a steak or Rob was saying, you know, wrap that burger in, in the wax paper or the in and out paper. I, I would just put it in a ceramic dish. I'd cover it and it's so juicy, so tender. It's just absolutely amazing. So, uh, you know, you, you cook faster on it. And uh, I think especially for people who, you know, they're always getting beat up like, oh yeah, I know how to grill. And they're standing there like smashing a hamburger and all the juices flying out. You know, everyone has one of those in the family, right? Yeah. That, uh, that, that do that to the, to the food on the grill. This is like very patient. You leave it alone. You flip it one time. You let it do its thing. And then uh, it's, it just really cooks everything evenly and, and does a really nice job. Do you do the uh, – when you're cooking a burger, do you do the, the hand? thing where you, you press a different part of your hand to see how done it is so so i i've gotten to the point like in the beginning i did that and now i just i i always make them the same size dave yeah and then um i just know when to flip them and yeah. I, and i and i do that every time so like i always buy the same meat i basically do the same thing unless i'm trying something different but i always try to keep the same size temperature consistency uh, and yeah. I usually cook everything like medium, but yeah, same thing. Like, you know, I remember watching on the food network, I think, uh, Tyler Florence was showing like, you know, you, you put your middle finger, uh, you know, right underneath your thumb for medium and then, you know, go all the way down the line for the, depending on how you want the, the doneness, but it, um, you know, it's, it's great, great product. Yeah. And I think after, after we talk about, uh, our favorite restaurants on the next one, we should talk about our other favorite kitchen gadgets because I got Instapot stories. Oh, uh, uh, you know, Regina, that's a we missed, great we missed one. the Instapot. It's Instapot. not even on the list. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, well, my friend mentioned the Ninja Foodie. That's his his <laughs> thing to go with. Yeah. 
So oh. Instapot, the Ninja Foodie, and I forgot there's one other one. <laughs> oh, the KitchenAid. The, I, pressure, I can't live without a cooker. KitchenAid. Yeah. 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 We call it the pressure cooker, but we can't do it end of the month because we don't want to get people all upset. We gotta like do that. That's, yeah. that's gonna be yeah. an episode for like the beginning of the month. Yeah. No, what, what I want what I want to know is how many loaves of bread have people cooked? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 at least two at least two a week. So Dude, you're making your own bread in the Keeler house? Yep, sourdough, brioche. I made my own burger buns uh, a couple weeks ago. Um nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a sickness going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's you know, funny though is I so I've noticed this bread trend and but it's mostly men that that at least on my feeds that I see and I, I think that is awesome. I'm just saying I think that is awesome, but it is unbelievable. Who's making bread? Well, Bob's the doing? the uni. So like uh, I'm in a, a WhatsApp group with uh, with people all over the world. In um, in this industry, and uh, it, all of them have the unis, and uh, they have been the uni was what brought them into uh, then doing different types of bread and stuff. So now, so I agree with you. I'm seeing guys doing doing bread nonstop. Are you, you know, the interest? What's that? No, no go ahead. I was going to say the interesting thing is is that at least around here, there's been a run on yeast, so it's been a little bit hard to actually find the yeast to to make bread. Yeah. So, yeah. Dave, I just bought one pound of yeast yesterday. Uh, wow. <laughs> it was at Trader Joe's, and they sell it by the pound only. Can Dave get a so you're going to make 500 yeah. loaves <laughs> of bread. <laughs> so yes. for those, for those who can't job. see, I, I'm holding uh, active dry yeast, two pounds of it. Two pounds. <laughs> He's got more than I do. Wow. <laughs> wow. Distributor. He's yeah. distributing yeast. And Clay's got a middleman. Uh, nice back oh. there, Cleo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny, I got a new community I live in, and somebody bought a pound of yeast, actually two pounds of yeast, and they're like, anybody who wants some, please take it. I'm not using it. So everybody on the Facebook page of where we live has been like, I want some, and that's it. Everybody's been having their goal. That's awesome. And they are mostly men. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Has, has anybody tried the, uh, the Kindler's Buttery Steakhouse seasoning? No. no. What is this magical thing? Sounds I gotta awesome. show this, this stuff is amazing. I got it at uh, Costco, <laughs> and um, I, I put it on everything on the griddle. But uh, I just coated it, and then check this out. Like this is just—it's it was amazing. This steakhouse seasoning. So, uh, it's so got, is it even possible that someone made it this far into the podcast? How is it? <laughs> I well, am dying at- here. I am so hungry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. And you're sitting there. You're, you get, you have the whole, the whole visual and the smell and that you're, yeah. Yeah. yeah I got a text from my wife 30 minutes ago saying dinner's ready. And I'm like, oh, oh. you're killing me. <laughs> I'm so glad I ate you dinner know, before. You know, you can go anytime. You know, oh, hell no. This is amazing. <laughs> and funny, I know for me, for me, I was timing it. Like literally I'm putting the, uh, the last touches on the, uh, on the burger so I can serve them up. I'm, now I can't find the blue cheese. I'm like, where did I do it? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, but look at you multitasking, though. You're able to podcast and chef it out at the same exactly. time. Like, that's, well, that's, that's, it's because it's, that's because it's audio only. <laughs> oh, that's well, well, yeah. I mean, that's what you think, but yeah. So, <laughs> I, we did call an audible at the beginning and said, "Oh, yeah, we'll just do video too." But we'll fill you yeah. in on that later. Right, Dan. We're, anyways, oh, you'll. Okay, 
Well, you'll see it later on the internet. Um, all right. So let's see. I think I, I wow, Vegeta, I think it's up to you. Up to us ladies to bring it home. So, uh, okay. Well, I do have one quick question for Dan. Yeah. Do you, have you heard of the meat church seasonings? I saw somebody using it Ooh. and he was talking meat about it. Meat church. No, I haven't, I haven't seen that one. Is anybody a meat church fan? I was just wondering. This, I have heard of meat church. I, I've heard of it. I, I, it's, so it's, Matt, Matt, Matt Pittman is on my feed all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a Traeger guy. And, uh, yeah, make sure it's, they're, um, um, they're in HEB. So if you ever go to Texas, I think they're in HEB. Um, hey. but, um, they're Max good of, stuff. They've got Max a bunch of, of different stuff. Yeah. I oh, know. That's yeah. a barbecue supply. Wow. Yeah. So they've got a YouTube channel. Looks like they do a bunch of, uh, meat church barbecue school on YouTube. Cool. Yeah. Keep, there's a couple of us that we talk about doing a, uh, class somewhere and, um, university of Minnesota does a really good meat science one. And then there's a couple guys that, you know, make their living on the pro circuit that uh, do it as well. So, uh, um, yeah. So, uh, wow. Guys, okay. got a, guys outfitted his backyard in, uh, outside of Dallas. And, um, you know, that's one way to write off your backyard. You oh, know, yeah. Remodel, you know? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, totally. We, uh, John's gotten into this guy called Sam, the cooking guy. He's a YouTuber and he's got, hmm. he is awesome. Robbie's in San Diego. We're trying to figure out, you know, you kind of tell by the flight path in the backyard, you can kind of tell where he might live. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, he, he's a cool dude. And oh, my gosh. And he, uh, so Jimmy and the, and the green egg. So this guy's got, um, I forget what the brand is, but it's a, it's a Komodo style grill. So it's like the egg, but it's got a flat top like Blackstone. Um, is that what, is that what I think that's what it is. Anyway, amazing, amazing stuff. Boy, just like. And it's the Sam the Cookie Guy. Anyways, Vegeta, back to you. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Am I supposed to share my recipe, right? Yes. Yes, okay. yes. What you well, got? I'll share with you a story that I have. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we did a, my friend called it a, uh, oh, I hope this is not bad, but he called it a redneck barbecue because we were in the front yard. And we had to all, you know, be socially distanced <laughs> six feet apart. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy's like, what? pissed. What the <laughs> shit is this about? What <laughs> is this? I, I heard rednecks were invited too. <laughs> That's what he called it. I just didn't know. I was like, oh, okay, how are we going to barbecue if we're supposed to be socially distancing? He's like, we're going to do it in the front yard. And we're just going to put it in the middle of the driveway. So, um I asked for the recipe after I tried it. So this wasn't made personally by me, but um, so we, there are certain cuts of meat we can't find during quarantine. So um, I think we ended up with some sort of section, like a pork shoulder. We wanted like a pork tenderloin, like a nice section. And um, it was marinated with like a Chinese five spice. But uh, if you guys are familiar with like the red barbecue pork, that um, you will see in front of like some of the windows and it's a very, very distinctive red color. So she had marinated this overnight with this uh, marinade. And then we just had a charboil. We did it with charcoal. I love the smell of charcoal. Apparently I like to smell like charcoal because I sat where the wind was and just completely came out smoked myself. But um, so we just charboiled it. Uh, about five minutes on each side, we flipped it and matched the grill pattern. And when they served it, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I was starving. I ate two of these pieces and they weren't little. 
these were like huge chunks of meat. And I was very quiet. And finally, my friend goes, are you okay? I was like, why? What's wrong? And she's like, you haven't said a word. And I'm like, I am so busy just eating this. I'm starving. I don't know what is going on. This is the best piece of meat I've had in a while. So it was just a very simple recipe, 24-hour marinade, and then charbroil it. So sometimes the little things make a difference, I guess. Or you could be starving from quarantine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a problem. <laughs> could be that or, you know. No, that, that, that sounds amazing. What did, uh, where were you drinking with that? Uh, you're, you're really going to laugh, but I had a Corona beer. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Mixing <'cause>... everything. <laughs> Virus free. Virus free Corona beer. Well, then it wasn't a true, sense. it was not a true redneck bar- barbecue then. If it, there was not a red solo cup involved. and No solo cups. Yeah. Um, I think they had some IPAs and all these other fancy, you know, beers Sounds around. like a toity. I, I didn't know that was a redneck thing because that's how we've been doing half of our barbecues here. <laughs> and just so you know, Vegeta, I have yet to meet a redneck who was offended by being called a redneck. So, oh, okay. You know. <laughs> well, Jimmy was kind of offended. I'm just. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh no! <laughs> I apologize. I, no, I don't think I don't think Jimmy offended. I don't think those two words really ever go in the same sentence. <laughs> Unless was not was in the middle of that. <laughs> was not offended. Definitely. I'm just kidding with y'all. <laughs> Are you wrapping up there, Jimmy? Or uh, how's your how's your egg? Yeah, I just I just pulled it. I think I'm just gonna put some aluminum foil over and she's ready to go. We, we need a close up shot of that platter, bud. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're gonna need a glamour shot of that burger oh, there. Oh, coming. Yep. Here we go. All right. So everybody, I need a smile screenshot here. Three, two, one. Awesome. <laughs> Perfectly timed. <laughs> Perfectly timed. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in quick. I don't want you guys to, well, Jimmy's food's resting, Rob. Yours is soaking up all that goodness into the bun. Um, so, so I actually, I, I handed over the tongs. John handles everything on the grilling side, but I'm, I'm spice spice lady over here. Um, and I tend to subscribe to the more is better, even though I know less is more, but my rub is, I think it's 12, it's 12 ingredients. And Jimmy, you and I are, uh, you know, we are into the multiple, uh, the multiple spices, but cumin is, is in our, is, in, is our common thread here. But mine, this is, this is Kate's kick-ass pork rub. So it's got, uh, garam masala as the base. And I, and I do a lot of that. Like I make a big, a big heap of it. And that's like two tablespoons of that. Um, then I do turmeric about tablespoon, two tablespoons of that, depending on how much I have. Paprika, really heavy on that again, like two tablespoons and two tablespoons of cumin. Um, two tablespoons are herbs de Provence. Ground, grind, grind that stuff up though because you don't want the little sticky bits and all that. I don't know, some people are into it. I'm not, I think it's horrible. Um, and then from there, I just go black pepper, sea salt. Um, I crush up some fennel seed. I do uh, crushed onion flakes. I do some garlic flakes. Then orange peep orange peel or um or lemon peel depending on what it got in the, in the in the in the mix and brown sugar has to be brown sugar absolutely has to be brown sugar and that's just kind of like there isn't really a measurement for that it's just sort of you know i i like sort of the colors of it all so i stack it all up and then it's like mm, i need about that much brown sugar um and destroy the whole prettiness factor of it and then just smush it all together and i put on a really thick coating um we use it on pork chicken it's it's actually really great on on beef as well but on ribs and then smoked um 
I don't know exactly what John does, but I think he normally does a little bit of apple and a little bit of cherry wood on that. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Believe it or not, I've actually used it on my turkey at Thanksgiving as well. <laughs> it's really good on that too. <laughs> so there you go. That's Kate's kick-ass pork rub, and I've never released a recipe, so you heard it first and only. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. It sounds really good. It's really good. Yeah. So I'll, uh, next time I'm I make a, a batch, I'll... I'm a big fan of cumin. I... I'm a big fan of cumin. It's fennel, awesome. Fennel, turmeric, cumin, all yeah. that brown sugar brown sugar yeah yeah definitely definitely and i'm a big you know the, the thicker the meat cut the better um if you guys have most of you probably see my summertime feeds where we, it's nothing less than a two inch thick ribeye yeah um bone in and you know, we've got a great butcher here it's kind of crazy it's like you know beef prices are just skyrocketing right now but here you go to the butcher and it's like you get a two inch ribeye it is okay it's like a 25 dollar ribeye but that's about three meals and i went to the store and got a crappy flank steak last last week and it was 20 bucks for just a crappy flank steak it's like you know okay i'm gonna go back to my two inch ribeyes thank you <laughs> you know one of the one of the biggest things one of the biggest things with me is don't get choice get prime that'll yeah. change i know it's more expensive but there's such a huge difference between the two it's ridiculous yeah yeah i think your dog agrees dog agrees so we're losing dave and uh and rob you're sitting down with your burger and jimmy's starting to to get his meat going so uh and i'm starving (laughs) so as awesome as it has been to hang out with you guys and talk food but um you're killing me you're killing me smalls (laughs) so let's why let's wind this bad boy down dave let's uh start with you and uh just uh remind everybody who you are and how they find you and who you're with now oh yeah so who i'm with now uh yeah it's carousel for a couple years uh so dave pettigo easiest way to find me is at dave pettigo on um twitter p-e-d-i-g-o and uh i'm with orlex acoustics and i will tell you one thing we definitely make the room sound a lot better for sure that's awesome that's awesome always on brand good job dave (laughs) sorry have to be (laughs) (laughs) great that's awesome all right well thank you thank you thank you for joining and sharing and uh invites coming out for for the next round of shows but keep sharing your sous vide stories (laughs) all right thanks thanks all bye-bye see you again all right bye-bye mr keeler uh since you're in between bites (laughs) our keeler at cedia.org is the easiest way to get a hold of me phone numbers uh i won't put the phone number up but pretty pretty easy i'm here to I'm here. I work for you. My job is to uh, help you guys find opportunities, integrate opportunities. So, however, I can help, let me know. And make great food. That too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right, Jimmy. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, Keeler's phone number is 952. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Paschke at Jimmy Paschke at Twitter and Paschke, which is not like Smith. Is P as in Paul A S C H K E on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, you can find me on ESPSurgex.com. Uh, all the information's up there for contact. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. All right, Kaleo. Yeah, I'm at uh, at Kaleo Iini, which is K A L E O I I N I. And um, if I'm not cooking, then I'm uh, doing bright side stuff. That's pretty much me. I love AV. I love food. And uh, I love this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. All right, Mr. O'Donnell. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Sorry I was late. Next time I'll be early, or at least I'll try. As close Nonsense. as I can to start time. Nonsense. You had the but, perfect uh, excuse. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys can find me on 
LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, basically, it, they're all at DH O'Donnell for each platform. And uh, you'll see lots of pictures of food on Instagram, like crazy family. And uh, I work for Crestron. I work within the consultant community, uh, hunting projects, and uh, shaping technology for all kinds of different spaces in the commercial market. And uh, see you guys real soon. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love it. All right. All right, Miss Eugene. Oh, uh, let's see. I am on Twitter and Instagram under the name Views by V. So Views underscore by underscore V. And you can also find me on LinkedIn or Facebook under just my name, Vegeta UG. And I am your AV marketing maven. You know, excited to always hashtag everything AV foodies. So I'll be looking for everybody on all those platforms. And thank you very much. I love food too. <laughs> I love food too. <laughs> Perfect way to end the show. I'm Katie McGregor Bennett, and I also love food and everything to do with food. Um, I more than that, though. I just I love the space. I love the kitchen space, and I love what the kitchen. Uh, Oh, what the kitchen creates. It creates food, but it also kind of creates togetherness. And there's always a really awesome conversation going, the more people, the merrier. And they all tend to stuff into the kitchen. Um, so, you know, I, and I kind of feel like this, the show tonight was a little bit like that. I just, you know, even though we're all over the place, but it kind of feels like we're all kind of hanging out in the backyard and, and, uh, and hovering around barbecue. I'm missing the smells and, and all of that, which sucks. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that someday when we can all be good after. <laughs> but thank you guys again for joining us on the show, this AV Foodies thing is a thing and uh do definitely follow it hashtag av foodies and uh use that share your creations with with the world and once again if there's a show you'd like to come on and uh, talk about a particular recipe a particular type of cooking a uh, particular choice of uh lifestyle of food um we are going to do a plant-based food so just so you know don't not just hating on hey don't be don't be hating on us for loving me but uh we're, we're going to do all sorts of things so share your ideas with us and more importantly share your recipes and uh share that with the community we will put this together at some point you're just gonna have to keep following AV foodies to figure out how we do that because we just made that up on tonight's show <laughs> so once again i'm katie mcgregor bennett your host vegeta co-host Thank you again for making this happen, for making the time. So totally appreciate you and all you guys for joining in, for grilling and chilling with us. We'll catch you again on another episode of Maybe Trade Talk. Bye.